Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. Download it at your App Store, your Google Play Store, get that Odyssey app, it's free. You listen wherever you want. When you're out of the listening area, you got your Odyssey app. You can listen to the Rob O'Donnell Show. You can also listen whenever you want. You can also catch the Rob O'Donnell show in its podcast form anywhere you get your favorite podcast have it downloaded right to your inbox wherever you get your podcast from i think we're on 36 different platforms now so make sure you uh check us out there as well it's uh just about coming on 309 here in the studio 39 degrees outside hazy maybe some sun coming out shortly on this uh wednesday december 20th 2023 today tomorrow is the first day of winter so uh we're getting through fall all right and uh so far so good i told you if i get that air in snowblower it's gonna at least do something to limit the snow hopefully it, it follows through with the rest well for the winter at least strange to hear that tomorrow is actually the start of winter i thought we've lived through winter the past month and month two months but i guess not guess it's still fall the Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. So how's your Wednesday doing? Are you all geared up for the holiday this weekend? A long weekend for pretty much everyone except those shift workers out there. For a lot of places, usually the ones who keep us safe or help us when we're in pain or in sick. You know, our nurses do not get these days off. Our police officers don't get these days off. Our uh, you know, firefighters, EMTs, doctors, a lot of people do not get this weekend off. So if you're, gonna, if you're working Christmas or New Year's, either Eve or day, uh, shoot me a text or a call, 570-883-0098. I want to give you kudos for uh, you know, making us safe, making a living, doing whatever you do. Because in some part, we all do something to incorporate into the society, regardless of what our trade is, regardless of who we are, regardless of what we do. We all contribute to our society. So if you're working this holiday, you're going to be away from your family, friends, whatever, let me know. I'll give it a shout out. Tell me what type of work you do. You want to list your first name, you're more than welcome to. You want to say where you work, you're more than welcome to. If you don't, just give me the type of work you do and that you'll be working on uh, Christmas and or New Year and the eves. And they're all kind of considered one. We've uh, it, it's like mutual Volvoha wild kingdom kingdom in my house this week, and um, it's unusual, but it's made me realize that I probably don't want another pet anytime soon. Not that they're bad. Not that I don't lo- love love them. They're great. It's just not. A, I've become lazy not having pets, I guess, and the constant. Dealing with this now of making sure everyone's taken care of, making sure everybody's separated, you know, whatever it is, because what do we have? Three dogs and two cats so far. Now, my daughter and her boyfriend left today, and they're taking one of the dogs and one of the cats. So now we're left with two dogs and one cat. Now, the the mixture for this is um, my son's dog is a velopteraptor or whatever you want to call it, a, a T-Rex, and just wants to eat everything. Now, thankfully, he he really takes to my wife and I, and uh, he's kind of leery about my daughters. Uh, we did make some leeway this week by uh, when I have them. He's not protective because his, his father and mother aren't here, so he's kind of in a different environment, different people. So we've been able to make some leeway of, of getting him 
more friendly with strangers, more friendly with people he normally shies away from. But we have to keep the two dogs away from the other dog and all the people. And we have to keep both cats separate because, you know, the cat, my, my daughter's cat gets along with my daughter's dog. But my son's dogs don't get along with their cat or my daughter's cat or my daughter's dog. So that's pretty much the juggling match we've been dealing with. But it was able to get them down to Mississippi to visit his wife's parents. So it's it's not a hassle. It's just work is what I'm saying. And it's it's work because we got to get them out, make sure they're feeded, separated. Okay, we got to close the downstairs if, if the animals are up there and let the others upstairs have the run. have to walk them all separately for the most part. And it's uh, just been work, just been uh, stuff I didn't allocate for. When I, I involve it with all my show prep time, you know, reading stories, figuring out what's going on in the world. So it's been an unusual juggling act. It's, it's not, we're halfway through it, so it's not really a big deal. It's just makes me realize that do I really want the responsibility of another pet or do my wife and I just want to, you know, at the drop of a dime, pack up a bag and go. And that's, that's why we're babysitting now because they can't just pack up and go. They have to put their animals somewhere. And, uh, you know, we are the logical choice because they were here for a couple of days before. They're leaving. They'll be back after Christmas for New Year's. But uh, we had our mini Christmas last night with my two daughters because, like I said, my daughter was leaving. She's working both Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, so she won't be able to come home for either holiday. But she was here for a couple of days. My daughter came back from the Naval Academy the other day. So they exchanged their gifts last night, and that's what we did there. Uh, my daughter will be the only one, my youngest will be the only one here for our Christmas. So it'll just be my wife, myself, and her. So we'll exchange gifts. My son flies in Christmas Day night, and his wife flies in two days later or three days later. He's got to sh- uh, shoot down to Virginia to uh, meet some military obligations, and then he'll come back just before New Year's to spend New Year's. And we'll have my daughter, my son, and his wife, and my wife here for New Year's. So looking forward to that. My wife and I will be at the Trans-Siberian Orchestra tomorrow night at the Mohegan Sun Arena. If you're going to be there, if you see us, give us a shout-out. Say hello. Looking forward to that. It's actually our first time seeing them. Every year we want to go see them. It's been on our, our bucket list of things to do. But because the holiday season, having three kids, traveling, doing all these things, we just really never had time for it. But... uh we made time. We have tickets. We're going to be there tomorrow. Uh, I've posted and shared some of the, the arena's parking instructions or the instructions for the day to make your concert-going experience more pleasurable. So you could check it out there or just go to the Mohegan Sun Arena Facebook page and see. They have some recommendations about parking, what times different things open. There's two shows. There's a show in the afternoon, and there's a show uh, later in the afternoon. In the evening at 7.30. The 7.30 show is the one I'll be at because I'll obviously be here with you tomorrow from 3 to 6. So uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room and kind of get it over with so we can move on with what kind of really matters. Because uh, this, as much as they want to talk about it, I get it. It's unprecedented. It really doesn't mean much. But the Colorado Supreme Court in a landmark ruling bans Trump from the state's ballot under the insurrection clause. Now, there was immediately a stay put on this, so it's not going to be enforced. He's not being removed from anything. But you have all sorts of people all over the Internet, all over on TV, spiking the football. Wonderful how this could happen. It's, it's, it's only, uh, only right that this happens. Finally, somebody puts him in his place. You know, we've seen it all. 
again, it really means nothing at this point. There was an immediate stay put on it. And even in the order itself, it's kind of expected that, you know, this isn't going to go very far. And even if it does, the Republican conference in Colorado have already said that they won't have a primary. They'll just do a caucus and elect whoever the front runner is, which at this time is by a long shot, Donald Trump. Now, if you like him or not, how do you support something like this where a group of unelected Supreme Court judges in Colorado, because that's what they are, they're appointed, unelected, appointed Supreme Court judges come to a decision like this, basically using the insurrection clause saying he can't be on the ballot because he committed an insurrection, something he has not been convicted of. So because they believe he instigated an insurrection, regardless that there's no criminal charge convicting him of such, they've decided that's the case and that's so. Are you willing to stand behind that slippery slope where a group of appointed judges at any time can say, well, we believe you did this even though you've never been convicted of it. No due process, no judicial system, nothing. We believe you did this. And therefore, there's going to be consequences for that, legal consequences. Not only legal consequences for you, but the entire nation, or at this point, the state of Colorado, but the nation as a whole, changing the demographics of a presidential election. Now, like Trump or not, and I've made my status here very clear, to this day, I am still undecided in our GOP primary. Now, things like this change my mind. But then you have surrogates for candidates who just totally turn me off and like, well, that makes it hard to vote. But this is not who we are. This is not, we do not. We do not convict someone for a crime they've never been charged with, that they've never been convicted of. There is due process. And there's a reason that if you go through all the cases against him, and again, like him or not, this has nothing to do with that. You want to talk about free and open elections. You want to talk about the people's right to choose. As long as it fits your scenario. And that's just not the way it works. And again, here's a group of appointed Supreme Court judges from a state that are going to decide for the entire nation who should be on the ballot and who shouldn't. And their stamp of approval is that he committed an insurrection, something he's never been convicted of. Now, again, like him or not, agree with what he did that day or not, think he actually instigated people or not, he has not been convicted of that. But you have a group of Supreme Court judges making a definitive decision that affects the entire nation off of something that never went through due process. Under our Constitution, you have the right to be innocent until proven guilty. They have thrown that out the window when it comes to this decision. And again, if you like Trump or not, if you like the way the GOP is going or not, if you like any candidate or not, this is not the way to do it. You do not throw out the Constitution. You do not throw out innocent until proven guilty. It's just the way it is. But you have to realize this decision came out, and immediately it was stayed. Nothing happens as of yet. Legal experts on both sides have leaned more towards, yeah, this, could, this will never be upheld. If it is, 
There's already a plan B for that. The GOP in Colorado already said that they won't have a primary. They'll just do a caucus. And whoever the front runner is at that time, that's who their nominee will be. And then we'll go through this again for the general election. But is this really the slope you want to go down through the future? Where a group of judges anywhere, you know, we've seen time and time again how this administration and the progressive Democrats in Congress have weaponized their thoughts against the Supreme Court, demonizing the conservative justices, attacking them left and right, only to find out the Democrats did the same exact thing as far as gifts, trips, selling books and everything else. But they demonized him. Well, we can't have this. We cannot let this stand. We have to pack the court because look at these justices that are in here appointed by the president. It's a travesty. But then when it happens for them in their favor in Colorado by a group of appointed Supreme Court justices that have never been elected. And they say, hey, this is the greatest thing ever. Look, we, we finally dealt one to Trump. You can't have it both ways. It's just not both ways. But the basis of our Constitution is innocent until proven guilty. He has not been proven guilty. This court decision, Colorado Supreme Court decision, basically decided for themselves he's guilty, that's that, and he's off the ballot, disenfranchising the entire nation on what should be an open and free election. You don't like Trump, don't vote for him. That's the way this works. If you don't like the person there, vote him out. Make issues for your case to stick with Biden because you're giving you're getting no other alternative. I also saw someone from the Republican base who was not running for anything but very prominent. And uh, my good friend Kirk Slichter actually posted it on on his social media saying that if this follows through, if this is somehow, some way successful, the entire GOP should run their support behind Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now, that would be throw a monkey wrench in everything, now, wouldn't it? That would throw out both parties in turmoil. But it's not necessarily a bad idea if this is the route they want to go. Because I, I think everybody would... Get a wake-up call then. It's uh, We got that out of the way now. You know, feel free to call or text about it, but I wanted to get the, the elephant in the room out there. Really means nothing at this point, no matter what you're seeing on TV, all this grandstanding back and forth. This is their business. This is how they sell ads. This is how they sell things. This is how they get commercials. This is how they get the turmoil. You know, Trump's back in the headlines. CNN loves it. MSNBC loves it. Gives them something to talk about means nothing at this point. There's a stay immediately. If this is upheld, is highly unlikely due to the legal experts that are out there. It's uh, 323 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Uh, 327, just look at some of the text messages I got here. Uh, some people working through the weekend. A lot of people with their animals. No, I do not want the, the rogue chicken from your farm, even though I do have my chicken coop, but I'm done with them as well. I'm working on the 24th in New York, driving home, and then working the 26th, staying over, working the 27th, plus rest a week, also working New Year's Eve day. 
New Year's Day into the night every year, plus always 4th of July, entire three-day holiday period. We work when other places close. Well, I appreciate you working. I appreciate putting that time in. Hopefully it's uh, paying off for you. Hopefully there's some double time thrown in there when you're working the holidays. I know the eaves, it's hard when you don't get that. Um, where's the other one that I saw? Somebody texted in, yes, I'll go down this slope. Hey, what happened to the precedent with Roe v. Wade? First of all, there was no precedent with Roe v. Wade. They, they used a workaround to make that. All Roe v. Wade, all the, all the overturning of Roe v. Wade did was actually adhere to the Constitution, saying that anything that's not enumerated in the Constitution is the duty of the states. So all the turnaround of Roe v. Wade did was turn the question over to the states, which is happening now. That's all it did. And if you could show me where that is in the Constitution, I'd love for you to point out where it is. I mean, there is the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness or all that stuff, which is probably not in alignment. But all it did was say it was a state duty because the Constitution doesn't specify it, which that's the law. That's the Constitution. It says it very clearly. Anything that's not enumerated in here is the duty and job of the states to legislate. So that's all it is. Put it back there. So, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Let's go to the phones now. Again, you can call or text at 570-883-0098. We have uh, Charles from Scott Township on Trump and Colorado. Charles. Hey, Rob. Yeah, this is disgusting. I'm a big Trump supporter, but it also makes me, you know, really want to support him more because you've seen everything he's been going through. I mean, I can't think of another man that can go through what he's been going through. So that's the kind of man you want as a commander-in-chief, tough as nails. I mean, and but look at these judges. They're all graduates of Ivy League colleges. So well, too, half, so of, half of them were. The yeah, half of them were. The, the half that voted to deny him being on the ballot are all Ivy League justices. All the judges that voted to not interfere here were graduates of the Denver School of Law. So they, that oh, was okay. pointed out, and, you know, just an Ivy League trust here. And, and you know what? The state, the, with the three cases that are going on with Trump now, the, the two state cases are, are without a doubt politically motivated. The federal case, you know what? He does put his foot in his mouth a lot of times. He did have, he could have prevented this by, by complying, but it's going to end up in the Supreme Court anyway because there's no specific definition on what and how a president could declassify documents. So that, that federal case is going to turn over to, you know, where's what's the duty of the president when it comes to constitutional documents? And you have the head of the National Archives themselves saying that this has been a, a, a something that's been for decades has been a problem and they need to strengthen it. And hopefully this at least goes down that road. Right. I mean, it definitely is. It also approves that there is a two tier uh, uh, justice system in this country. Look at Biden. He had documents in his garage. He had them over the And he took them out when he was a senator, and he wasn't supposed to go- take documents with him as a senator. And uh, and, and look at him. They didn't do nothing. Yeah, nothing's but the, th- the thing him. that got Trump there, and, and let's, if we're, we're going to be honest with it, the thing that got Trump there is he tried to circumvent returning them. Once they said, hey, we want these back. Now, with Biden, they, they came that they had them, they found more, and they immediately took them. There was no that we know of, you know, trying to hide them. There was no trying to, you know, not give them back. That's where he got in trouble, where there was, you know, it's always the, the, it's not even the cover-up because I think he believes that he was doing the right thing. And, you know, let a court sort that out. I'm not saying if he did or didn't, 
But I think it's going to come down to because he was president when he took these documents, because he was on his way out when he took these documents, by him packing them up into boxes or directing that they be packed up in boxes, is that in itself declassifying the documents? And there's nothing that specifies what is and what isn't. So, like I said, I think regardless of what the outcome in here, as this goes up in appeals, that's going to be the the, that's going to be the, the case there. But for this case in Colorado, for them to say that he initiated an insurrection and therefore should not be on the ballot under the insurrection clause when he's never been convicted of such is is not what our justice system is about. Our Constitution now, is based on you're innocent until proven guilty. That's right, Rob. You're absolutely right. But anyways, yeah, just that's all I wanted. To, uh, one one other thing about working holidays. I'm a retired trucker. For 20 years I was trucking. Truckers don't get uh, holidays off. We worked, I mean, I worked just about every Christmas for 20, uh, nearly 20 years and every every holiday. But anyhow, just because it's a holidays doesn't mean we don't need groceries, doesn't mean we didn't need supplies right. in the stores. Everybody's going to get those uh, those uh, those sales after the holidays. Those things get there for a reason. And thank God for our truckers. And thanks you for your service, Charles. You bet. Thanks, Rob. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, 333 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 39 degrees. Sun out outside. It's uh, 3.39 here in the studio. Got some text messages in on the conversation just before. Um, January 6th was a result of Republicans claiming to have proof of the steal and were going to present said evidence. They did not that day or since. Why? I believe those Republicans need to answer to the public. Well, it wasn't Republicans. It was certain Republicans, can we agree on that? And I said, hey, the Democrats told us Russia, 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 told us a laptop was fake. Uh, they told us hands up, don't shoot was real. So we could do this all day. Actions are one own, one's own. That's what I responded there. And are you going to really hold Donald Trump responsible for what happened at the Capitol? Okay, well, then I want Cori Bush held responsible for all the cities that burned due to the hands up, don't shoot lie. To this day, every year on Michael Brown's day of death where he was robbing and assaulting a police officer, grabbing his gun. His DNA was found on the handle of the gun. His blood was found on the handle of the gun. To this day, she still posts, hands up, don't shoot, and a memorial to Michael Brown. So should we hold her responsible? Should we hold everyone responsible? Should we hold the vice president responsible for um, setting up or assisting with a bail fund for people who burnt and destroyed our cities? Uh, during that whole thing. I mean, we could do this both ways. If we're going to hold somebody responsible because people said, and not for nothing, but our election system, just look here in Northeast Pennsylvania. Look at our own area. Look at the issues with the Luzerne County Elections Department. One after another, after another, after another. If you don't think there's room there to question and have conspiracy theories because of negligence, incompetence, lack of training, whatever you want to write it off to, It's there. I mean, look at Pennsylvania right now. We were going to revamp our voter roll systems at a $10.7 million um, price tag, and the governor just pulled the plug because they weren't living up to the expectations of the contract. So here we are strengthening our voter roll systems. You know, places and counties in Pennsylvania have been sued because they've never cleared their rolls on voter, Luzerne County again being one of them. Judicial Watch had to sue them to get them to clear their roles, and it was done. So if you don't think there's enough circumstantial evidence out there to ask questions when it comes to voting, I mean, just look at our own area here. Of course there is. Now, 
to say the election was stolen, to bring up the question, hey, maybe we should look into these things. No, that's not a conspiracy theory. As a matter of fact, it should be so transparent that there are no questions, but it's not. When you have voting places putting up posters on the windows so you can't see in, when you have these water leaks all of a sudden, it's just, if they're accidental, if they're not on purpose, if they're just happenstance, it's enough to to, to flood this conspiracy theories that go on and on and on from both sides. I mean, look at it on both sides. So, you know, that's my answer to that. So when are we going to hold people responsible for the Russia, Russia, Russia thing? When are we going to hold people responsible for the, the hands up, don't shoot? You know, the laptop is fake, the whole nine yards. We can go through that day in and day out. I got a, another text message. I'm confused by the last caller. He inferred that because judges went to Ivy League schools, somehow their opinion was wrong. I can remember a time when people... When people would strive for Ivy League schools, the people who look down on the educated are generally bullies and don't know what they're doing, so they act out on everyone else. How else would it be explained to look down on the educated? No, I don't think they're looking down on the educated, and I think that's a, that's a narrow way of looking at it. And if you're tone deaf to what's going on with Ivy League schools now, and that's just not a side note to this, that every justice in the Colorado Supreme Court that voted to remove Donald Trump from the uh, ballot was an Ivy League graduate here from the East Coast, and every Denver School of Law graduate that's on that Supreme Court voted to not get involved with it and let the, let the election happen at the will of the people. You know, listen, 17% of applicants are turning down Ivy League educations now, so it's not just that caller. I think there's a lot of people turning their nose at the Ivy Leagues, and I myself, my son was recruited by Harvard. He was offered application. He was offered admission to Harvard. Thankfully, didn't go there. Went to the United States Naval Academy himself, and it's even more so now. So thankful. And to be quite honest with you, you know, as a graduate of the United States Naval Academy, went to the London School of Economics. Harvard or UPenn was probably a business school for masters for him as a next step. Does that change now? I hope so, but that's going to be his decision. I hope so, though. Because, yes, I think those institutions do not have the same precedence, especially when you have the president of Harvard day in and day out. Finding, I think they found 40 new uh, acts of plagiarism from her over uh, the career that's coming out now because, hey, you want to put the focus on you? Now the focus is on you. So, yeah, I think it's about time that the Ivy Leagues get, the, get a magnifying glass put to them. And that's not denouncing education. It's denouncing those schools, the Ivy schools, that have claimed themselves above everyone else for so long. And anyone who's ever been around those atmospheres, anyone who's ever been around there, and I have, yes, they do think they're better than everybody. So I think it's reversed to what you're, you're in stating there. It's uh, 345 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. We're coming up on the Bloomberg Money Minute in just about a minute here. It's 39 degrees and sunny. Like I said, it's uh, about 349 here. Just be aware, tomorrow, Thursday, around the Mohegan Sun Arena, there is that traffic advisory tomorrow. It's going to be starting. Uh, there's a 2.30 show, so you got to figure it's going to start around 1 p.m., and they're saying the traffic will last till about 8 p.m. because the show, the evening show starts at 7.30 p.m. in the area of the arena. So this is a void... All traffic at the Wyoming Valley Mall, Wilkesbury Township Commons area, the Arena Hub Plaza and surrounding areas are encouraged to use exit 70, 
170B on Interstate 81 between 1 and 3 p.m. and 5 to 8 p.m. The Mohegan Sun uh, Arena parking lots open at 12.30 for the 2.30 show, and the doors open at 1 for the 2.30 show. Uh, For the evening, I believe the uh, parking lot will open about 6.15 for the 7.30 show, and the doors open at 6.30. So uh, just be aware in that area, if you're looking to get some shopping in or anything, you might want to do it somewhere in between those shows while they're still on. We'll be back. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 3.54 here in the station, 38 degrees and sunny outside. I had Greg from Scranton on hold, and if you can call back, Greg, I just I took the break early because I only had a minute before the Bloomberg, so we took the break early so we could talk. So if you want to call back, you can. I believe the topic was that I don't believe the courts are legitimate now, and that's that's not what I said at all. Not what I said at all, but we could talk about the case if you call back. Let's see. Uh, ah, we'll talk about those in a minute. Uh, it looks like the uh, Mayor Adams based on them being crushed by uh, unsustainable illegal alien influx into New York, is open to tax hikes, layoffs, to close a $7 billion New York City budget gap. Everything is on the table. Now, I found that interesting because today the UFT, the the United Federation of Teachers in New York City, Specifically, let me see where I can find Here we go. Uh, they had a, um, a rally today with the New York City controller. And he's the one who owns the, runs the purse strings of New York City. He's the controller. So we all know what a controller does. But the, the, the controller of New York City and the UFT had a, uh, had a rally basically saying that the uh, City Hall must reverse its cruel 60-day shelter-stay limit. So New York City, because of the influx of illegal aliens, they have put a 60-day limit on shelter. And then you get an eviction notice and you have to leave because they have a right to shelter law there. So they must give you shelter, but they could limit it. So they said 60 days. So the United Federation of Teachers and... The head of the office of the controller for New York City had a rally in New York telling the city that they must, we can't be a city that allows immigrant families to be forced into shelter in the middle of winter, out of a shelter in the middle of winter, uprooting kids from their schools. So that's going on at the same time where Mayor Adams is saying that there's going to be layoffs, there's going to be tax hikes because they're facing a $7 billion budget. Now, New York City has already faced a 10% cut for every department, including the Department of Education, including police department, fire department. Every single department has taken a 10% cut in New York City. There's an additional 5% that kicks in in January. The mayor is still saying now that's not enough. It says uh, Adams has said his administration is struggling to close New York City's expected $7 billion budget gap next year given whopping migrant costs. He added Sunday that the federal government has been AWOL in terms of financially helping with what is a nationally created problem. His Honor asked specifically during a Channel 11 interview about possible property tax hikes and layoffs in city workers to help balance the city budget responded, everything is on the table. 
If you're a homeowner and you have budgeted yourself for your rent, your electricity, your water, etc., then all of a sudden your roof caves in, your insurance policy should pick that up, Adams said. Our insurance policy was the federal government. They're not paying us. Yeah, that's not how it works, Mayor Adams. It's not how it works at all. In the terms of raising taxes, while state lawmakers in Albany control the income and sales tax in the five boroughs, the city can hike property tax, although within limits set by the state. So it's interesting that you have the United Federation of Teachers basically saying you shouldn't be able to throw these migrants out. We should just keep having to put them somewhere. But every department, every agency is being cut. So what are they going to do when their members start getting cut? Is it really a good idea to protest your own demise? Is it really that hard? I mean, they are struggling, the schools specifically. But then you have the city controller who's saying everything's fine. Everything's fine. We don't need to be doing these things because in the same breath, he said, my office published our annual report on the state of the city's economy and finances. Let's be clear. We can balance the budget without cutting core city services like the New York City libraries and New York City parks. But he's lying. New York City faces a $9 billion deficit and has already cut every agency by 10%, 15% by January. Library and park budgets, budgets have already been reduced. Every single department in New York City, every agency has been cut. They're pretending like this doesn't happen. And you have the mayor saying, well, when you face a crisis like this, normally your insurance kicks in. The federal government. So did you get a promise from Joe, Mayor Adams? Did, did the federal government say, hey, we got you. We're going to take care of this. We're going to send tens of thousands of migrants to your city. And, uh, you know, help you with that. No, they're not. They're dumping them around the nation in this created, manufactured crisis. We've had the experts on this show. We've talked about it all the time. It's a manufactured crisis. Millions, millions have come here. 12,000 a day are flooding into our country. We have to do something because obviously the smartest people in the room aren't thinking about it. It's uh, 4 o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back after this break.